Welcome to this episode of the Sticky Note Marketing Show. So happy you're here. I'm your host, Mary Zarnecki, and I am thrilled today to welcome our guest, Leandra Foster, the surprise millionaire to our show. Today, we are going to be talking about how the emotions of money keep you trapped and how that can connect to building your business, your marketing, developing your professional career, and all of those things. So if you're interested in that, this is the episode for you. So welcome, Leandra. So happy to have you here. Thank you. It's such an honor to be here. I'm really glad. Now, for those of our audience who are listening or watching who don't know you already, would you mind just sharing a little bit about your story? How did you come to build the business that you're building now? Yeah. So my friend actually deemed me the surprise millionaire because I was telling her, so all of my background is in finance. I have a bachelor's degree, a master's degree in finance. I actually started my my career as a pension actuary, which most people don't know what an actuary is, but it's basically all math and statistics and it turned me into a retirement nerd. So <laughs> I'm a little obsessed with people having retirements. And even though I have all of that, I was always really good about tracking my expenditures and my income and, you know, like planning for that. I never actually sat down and made a list of all of my different accounts and all of my assets, the things that I own and my liabilities, the things that I owe. And when I did, I found out that we were actually millionaires. I was like, ah, this is amazing. So, so she called me the surprise millionaire, but that's really what I teach people is how to manage their money because most of us never learned anything about money. And I will tell you that having degrees in finance, they don't teach you about money there either, which mm -hmm. seems kind of funny. So it's like, well, then where do you ever learn about it? And so that's really been my passion. My obsession is teaching people how to manage their money. And specifically, I work with coaches and alternative wellness practitioners so that they can, when they get money in the door, they can make sure that their businesses are profitable. They can pay themselves a steady paycheck. And then from there, they can actually use the traditional advice to start building wealth and saving for retirement and buying the things that they're looking forward to buying. No, I love that. Like you said, it's not something that is typically in our, you know, school curriculums or, you know, a major course that we could even sign up for when we get to college. So pretty big missing part of our education. Absolutely. Now, we also talked about in the intro a little bit about the emotions that come along with, with money and finance. So when you start working with people, what are some of those big emotions that you're helping people deal with as well as the more tactical, practical questions? Yes. And that's funny that you say tactical, practical, because I actually named my program, my nine month program, Practical Magical Millionaire, because mm -hmm. we have to learn the practical piece. But the magical piece is the emotional part, exactly like you're talking about. So I actually saw it in myself first, if I'm being completely honest. So like I said, all this education in finance, my entire career has been in money and numbers and, and finance. And I had this moment when I was teaching at Colorado State University and I was walking through the student parking lot and I saw a Maserati. And I actually didn't know that it was a Maserati at the time because I just saw that it was a really fancy sports car. And I turned around and looked at it. And when I saw that it was a Maserati, it was like, oh, I mean, like, who's their kid? A Maserati, like some 18 year old? What the heck? And then I caught myself and I thought, okay. 
you just left working at a money management company, startup hedge fund, where you work with multimillionaires every single day. And now you're teaching this, the future wealth managers, the people who will be working with these people that buy their kids Maseratis. Like, why are you so uncomfortable with wealth? Mm. And that really got the ball rolling of this magical piece of money where it's not just practical. And it has so much to do with what we learned about the emotions of money when we were kids. So the emotions that we saw our parents having about money, we tend to relive those no matter how much money we make. And this one's even worse, but it just like you see the recognition on so many entrepreneurs faces. But I found this pattern that as entrepreneurs, we have a tendency to only make in sales or revenue, like the top line money coming in, we only make as much as our breadwinning parent made when we were growing up. Interesting. So for me, my dad was a public high school teacher. And so I'm like, oh, I drew this short stick because one of my clients, his dad was a was a million dollar CEO back in the 80s and 90s. So I was like, we're the same boat, but you got the way better view. <laughs> <laughs> but that's so interesting. So we're we're kind of subconsciously capping at ourselves at that. I mean, that's that's a real limitation to having carrying this baggage. What are some of the other kind of negative negative consequences you're seeing of people who don't take the time to really work through this? So I accidentally found this out in my own program. The first round in my beta round, I was teaching all of the strategies and my clients were implementing them and they were getting amazing results. I mean, they were doubling their revenue. They were 10 xing their paychecks. They were cutting their work time and a half. They had thousands of dollars in their bank accounts when before there had been like a little bit or nothing. And everything was amazing, like glorious, like, ah! and then at the exact same time, all of their lives seemed to just sort of implode. Mm. And if it had been like one here and then one there, another one, it would have been like, oh, that's that's too bad. But the fact that it all happened in the exact same month, I took a step back and was like, what is happening here? And what I realized is that it's really this like Gay Hendrix's idea in his book, The Big Leap of the Upper Limit. Mm-hmm. They had like I had unwittingly taken them, blown them through their upper limit without understanding what the consequences of that was. And so, you know, it led to divorces. I mean, there was one who was engaged and getting ready to be married was like, I don't want to. I mean, most of it came out in relationships, some in health, like personal health issues. But, but yeah, all of a sudden, like the focus on the business, like there just wasn't time for it because all these other things. And so their money ended up back where they started. And so that's why I really like at this point, I won't teach money strategies alone anymore. You have to go through the emotional part if you want me to teach you the money part, because I'm like, I just can't do that to you. That's not fair. <laughs> right. Cause it's not, what I'm hearing is that it's not sustainable. We might get you to this goal that you have, but we can't stay there unless we've got that emotional foundation really ready for it. Totally. Fantastic. Totally. 
So you mentioned specifically that, you know, you work with coaches, you work with some specialist practitioners, right? So you said energetic and natural health practitioners as well. Are there specific nuances to those kind of entrepreneurs or those kinds of businesses when it comes to some of these challenges that you've seen? Okay, I'm gonna have to apologize because my internet did just cut out and I part of that that question. But nuance was the question specifically nuances with coaches and an alternative wellness. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think so. I don't mm-hmm. think so. It like I started there because that's who was coming to me. Mm-hmm. And I was able to in in the practical piece of it, make a very specific way for them to design their businesses with pricing and with their profit systems and and creating packages. And so it was just that I could help them with their money more specifically. But the emotional piece, I mean, now that I see it, it's like having x-ray vision and I can hear it. I I listened to people on the ski lifts last year, knowing nothing about them. And it was fascinating that almost every single conversation that people were having around me somehow had to do with money. So the one nuance that I will give you with coaches and and people in the like helping and healing space Mm -hmm. is that there is this prevalent belief that we shouldn't get paid for doing good work. We should just be willing to do it for free. So I do find that specific to helpers and healers Mm -hmm. that that it's hard to make more money because of this belief of like, well, you should just do it for free. Got it. No, that's important, especially if there's this feel. it might not be real pressure, but it's real to us, right? That we're feeling this pressure. We feel like we're being told this message and that's going to limit our ability to demand equal exchange of value, right? For the, for the impact that we're creating. Yes. And, and, and most of my clients have had somebody actually say it to them, not just like internally, but to have someone actually say like, why are you charging so much for this? You should be doing it for free. And it's like, we have to make a living too. And I mean, if you can make money at McDonald's, if the money, if, if, the, if McDonald's can make money making people unhealthy, why can't we make money making people healthy? Like that seems backwards. But when you have that, it it really does make it hard. But what I've seen, and, and this is the coolest part, is that when you do this emotional work, I had a client say, Oh, I actually told my skeptic, the person who has literally said to me before, you should be doing this for free, that I was raising my prices again. She actually congratulated me on it. So it's like, as we change the energy in ourselves, Mm -hmm. we don't, we get a different message, even from the exact same person. That's so interesting. Well, I mean, here on the show, we talk a lot about how you're showing up, the message you're putting out, your marketing. So how does this then write to this new new way you're showing up this this work that you've done on like you said not just the practical but the magical side that emotional side how have you seen that really change how people are able to show up market and talk about their business yeah I think again I use myself as the guinea pig first (laughs) and and what I've really seen is that I have shown up so much more and so much more consistently and I haven't been afraid to put myself out there as I've done the emotional work because I was offered the opportunity to to do a YouTube interview with somebody who had 160,000 followers 
And it took me six months to feel emotionally ready for that because I mean, Brene Brown talks about it, like all the horror stories of people being like, why are you fat? Why are you this? Like, oh, it's nothing to do with your message, right? And you just get the haters and the trolls. And it took me six months to be like, okay, it doesn't matter what anybody says. I feel confident in myself. But when I look at it, like a lifetime of this, six months is actually really short to right. make that big of a turnaround. So yeah, just just showing up, putting yourself out there so that people can actually find you, which is what marketing is all about, right? Yeah. But the, the other thing that I've heard people say is, I just feel so much less stressed about money or less stressed in general. And it doesn't even matter what's happening in my money. Like my money is going up, my money is going down. I'm much less stressed. And that really is the whole goal. Like we think when we make more money, then we'll be less stressed, but it doesn't work that way. So we actually have to get to that place of being less stressed regardless of our money. And I'd imagine that, you know, like in marketing, it helps you make better decisions. You know, I'm always working with my clients in terms of let's not show up or get on this platform or do this campaign because we feel like we should, or because we're seeing our client, our competition doing it. Does it work for our business? Does it work for what the goals you want to achieve now for your audience? I'd imagine that being in that better emotional state also helps you make better decisions, right? You're not constantly feeling like you should be doing something or, or being reactionary. Is that true? Absolutely. So I have a client that when she first started working with me, she had a six-figure naturopathic business. She had multiple rooms. She had an admin. She had she was looking to add another ND or two to her practice. And really it was, and she's an extreme introvert, but she was doing these things because that's what she was supposed to do. Like that's a successful business. And the more and more we worked together, it was more like, I need time. Like I'm giving so much of myself to my clients. I need regenerative time to be by myself and just process my own emotions. Cause she worked specifically with highly sensitive people because she was an HSP and HSPs need time to just go inside and regenerate. And just, just this month, even her mom is probably not going to recover from cancer. And over the last three years, she has slowly scaled her business down so that she's still making about the same, but she doesn't have all the extras. And she actually decided that she was going to just really bring it down even more so that she could be with her mom until her mom passes and just not be worried about the money part of it. And that's unfortunately one of the biggest drivers in our society. Again, like I said, on the ski lifts, we make so many decisions based on money of like, I can't afford to be with my mom because I need to make money in my business. And instead she was able to say, the money will work itself out. It has consistently always worked itself out. And I'm going to take this time to be with my mom. And so I think that that is to me, the biggest win when we can make life choices instead of money choices about life. Oh, I think that's so well said. That's so amazing. Well, I know that what we've what you've shared today with people probably answered some questions, maybe brought up others. If you could give people one tip or piece of advice that they could use 
this week right away that you think is a good first step, you know, small step forward for, for someone listening, who's really hearing what you're saying, be like, Oh yeah, I sounds very familiar. <laughs> what would you, what would you recommend people take as, as that first step? Oh my gosh. I feel like this is a whole other 20 minutes, but I'll try to keep it short. <laughs> my biggest thing is that like, if I could buck a trend in society, it would be the, like, the don't think that, don't say that, like kind of the toxic positivity, law of attraction. I totally believe in law, law of attraction. And for law of attraction to work, we have to name those fears. We have to name those emotions. We have to get them out there. I mean, I lead a money game with two other co-leaders and today we did, it's impossible. Like there's no way I'm ever going to be able to make that much money. I can't do this consistently. What if I, what if everybody hates me, right? Like what, what I find, and that was probably my biggest shift. And I, I love tapping EFT, the emotional freedom technique tapping. If you're not familiar with it, just use this spot right here. Cause you got 10 fingers, you'll accidentally hit something, but just to be like, what if they hate me? What if this doesn't work? What if this what if this podcast bombs? Like, what if people say horrible things about me? Because when you get it out there, then it's like, okay, now I can move forward and do the thing. Cause at least I feel like somebody heard me, even if it was just me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So not being afraid to articulate things because it might make it come true, but almost articulating it so we can see it, deal with it and move on from it. Exactly. Amazing. Exactly. Amazing. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing your experience, your advice, your expertise with us on the show today. Where can people find you? What's the best place to follow up with you as they have come up with questions as we've been talking? And how do you work with your clients? Yeah, you can jump on my website, leandrafoster.com, or you can follow me on Facebook also. Leandra Autumn Foster. And I'm also on TikTok. Those are the places that I'm most active. But yeah, so of course I have Practical Magical Millionaire. That one starts once a year in September. So that one's starting soon or by the time this comes out, past. And we also have the money game, as I just mentioned. So this this is a really great place to, I like to think of it as like, that fuel additive that you can get at the gas station that will enhance whatever program you're doing. So if you're doing a marketing and sales and marketing program, this gives you the additive to get more mileage out of that so that you can actually use what you're learning and implement it so that you're getting that ROI on your investments. Fantastic. That's supercharger, right? So that when we hit success, we actually stay there instead of dropping ourselves back down. Exactly. And yes, and I mean, again, Brene Brown says joy is vulnerable. So sometimes what we found in the money game is when we get to what we say we want, that's actually sometimes the harder time and when you need more support than when you have a setback, because we're used to setbacks, but we're not used to like going through our roof so that we really provide that support and community when you're raising the roof. Fantastic. Well, thank you again. And for everyone listening, we will definitely be including all of the links to find Leandra, continue the conversation with her where you're watching or listening to this episode. So thank you again. Appreciate you having been here. Thank you.
All right, everyone, we will see you on the next episode of the Sticky Note Marketing Show. Between now and then, cheering on your success. See you on the next one.